Well, happy Friday, and uh, you are with Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And uh, what can you do to make sure that you do not miss out on seeing God? Yeah, what a huge question that is. Yeah, because a lot of people do. They they miss out on it. There's blinders in the way, and John is going to go after those blinders to get those blinders removed so that people can see clearly through to Jesus and have the relationship with God restored. Yeah. Well, you ever wonder, like, because sometimes I try to put myself in, like, stories, and um, I, whenever I try to put myself in, like, this story here, I'm always like, I wonder, would I have been a person who would have recognized Jesus as God, mm. or yeah. would I have been like most people and just saw him as, like, a rebel rouser and, you know, kind of a headache? Yeah. Well, one of the things, though, that what I what I believe is taking place in Scripture that we have to understand and see ourselves as today, the fact that we even have faith today that this has been activated by God, that he's drawn us to himself. And I don't look at these as necessarily saying, well, these people were smart and they saw Jesus and these others didn't. And I think we have to also recognize that this is the work of the Holy Spirit, that even those people that were able to see clearly through to Jesus, they were drawn to him. And I, I believe that in the same way that I've been given this faith today, that if we lived in that day, I... You'd have been drawn to him. Yeah. Yeah, Not because of my own intelligence or wisdom, but... Because of him. Sure. But we're about to see John gives some pretty practical ways mm-hmm. of, hey, you can still miss him. Though. Yeah. And you can get those things that are blinders out of the way to yep. where you can see him. You want to go ahead and read? In fact, you, yep. you might as well take the whole thing. We're just going to read through uh, verse 14. So, And then yep. we're going to have you tomorrow because, the, like we would said earlier, if you're using that paper devotional, which is good because it's really good to write things down. We got prayer, some guides to how to pray in that devotional as well. Or if you're using an app, it may not coincide with this, but we'll get caught up this weekend because we're starting with what would be Saturday's reading. We're just going to read half the chapter, and then you can finish off that chapter tomorrow and then read chapter four, or the you know, you'll be back on track again on Sunday, and then we'll pick up uh, on track again on Monday as well. So go ahead, and Junior, why don't you just take the first those 14 verses? All right. It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Iteria and Trachonitis. Uh, Lysanias was. I think the... that was like a disease or something. Trachonitis. <laughs> Lysanias was the ruler of Abilene, Texas. <laughs> and uh, Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. And, and just so you know, this is real cheesy humor stuff. You know that that we do. The reason we do this is because we're not very good. And that's the best we can do. So. <laughs> Just trying our best here. At, at this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Now, we don't know necessarily where this wilderness is, mm-hmm. but we do believe it. I mean, it's the same wording of the wilderness that Jesus went to to go be tempted. Yeah. Uh, we believe it would have been around the Dead Sea area. Yeah. That makes the most sense. And John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled on the mountains and the hills made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth. And then all the people will see the salvation sent from God. Hmm. When the crowds came to John for baptism, he said, You broad, or brood, sorry, <laughs> Brood of yeah, snakes. Sounds a little sexist there. <laughs> yeah, no, right. You brood of snakes who warned you to flee the coming wrath. Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe for we are descendants of Abraham. 
That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. And here's what's kind of happening right now is, is at the time, the culture, there's just a lot of pride in, in their heritage. Mm-hmm. And the Jewish people had reason to be mm-hmm. proud of their heritage. I mean, God has done so many things um, in their heritage. But the the problem that was taking place was it was, all right, well, that's good enough. Hey, we're Israelites. We have great yeah. heritage. Our dads were Jews. We're, we're, we're good. We're fine. They thought of themselves as God's grandkids. Yeah. And John is saying, nah, God can create children of Abraham from stones. Mm-hmm. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of, of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowds ask, well, what should we do? John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even the corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, teacher, what should we do? He replied, collect no more taxes than the government requires. What should we do? Asked some soldiers. John replied, don't extort money or make false accusations and be content with your pay. Now, of course, as Jesus comes on the scene, we hear more, and then we hear more as the New Testament rolls out, even after Jesus' death and resurrection, and we're, we're given a clear understanding of God's grace and his mercy. And it's not that his grace was not here either, but John was trying to paint this picture that this is what it looks like if you indeed are following after God. If you have a relationship with God, then it's going to affect your life. Because I think then, even as today, that oftentimes religious people don't look any different than non-religious people. And John is pointing out the hypocrisy in that, that if God has not changed your life, that means that God's not really involved. And so if you are following after him, your life is going to look different and be different. And to really put, I mean, kind of uh, take this into our context... Uh, what John is saying is that the reality is is that God is is moving all around you, that God is still very active and he is doing amazing things around us, but we are blinded when we fall into sin. Mm, yeah, Remove those blinders, get rid of sin so that you can see God's work around you far, mm. far clearer. Yeah. Well, all right, well, if we go to the Proverbs, then we're in Proverbs 5. Yep. So Proverbs 5. Proverbs 5. And want to point out verse 15. Yeah, and this is that uh, chapter again. And there's a couple of these chapters where so much of it is about avoid the immoral woman. We've talked yeah. about this, uh, you know, each time we get these chapters. And like we even had somebody complain and say, I'm not sure if I want to listen anymore. It's always about the immoral woman. Well, we didn't write the Bible. <laughs> We're just no. reading it, but it, there's right. good reason for that. And, and for one, morality, sexual sin, it, it, while all sin is sin, there is something different about the corruption of sexual sin that takes place in a person's heart and mind. And there's major warning against it because of what it does to us. Yeah. Well, sex is a powerful thing. It is. So it has powerful consequences. And so verse 15, he just he brings us all together when he, is, he says, this is what happens when you get involved with the immoral person. But verse 15, drink water from your own well, share your love only with your wife. Yeah. Well, sex was created by God and for... You know, sometimes we say a beautiful purpose and we try to spirit, over-spiritualize it. And the fact that it is that God created it to be fun and he wants it to be enjoyable, but he says this is how it is to be handled. It's to be it, it's to be between a husband and a wife in the context of marriage. And yeah. when we keep it there, then it is a great blessing. Well, it's pretty easy to read through this and just think like, okay, adultery, I'm good, I'm not like... But there's so much more. There's a lot of wells out there. I mean, you know, you have social media right now. You can just scroll and, and find just mm-hmm. scantily clad mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
women or, or even guys and you know you're just drinking from that well or it's fantasies that you entertain in your head or just flirting you know around the office that's that's a well and the reality is is those wells are like salt water mm. it's kind of like when i was on vacation i was out in the ocean with reese we were snorkeling and reese announced to me as i was taking her to the boat um she said oh i'm thirsty and she just took a drink of the ocean water. Oh boy! So she, you know, she spit it out, and she goes, "Ah, I'm even thirstier now." Yeah, it just reminds me of what we do, though. Is mm-hmm. we we try to drink from these these wells on social media, or whether it's porn or flirting. It's just salt water. Mm-hmm. Never leaves you satisfied. No. Only leaves you wanting more, and it leaves you worse off than before. Mm-hmm. So drink water from your own well. But he does say drink, life. and so he does say, "I want you to enjoy what I've given to you within the boundaries that I created it for." Yep. All right. Well, how do you want to summarize, Junior? Another week in the books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got a good weekend uh, here this weekend. So I want you to be in church uh, on Saturday night, Sunday. And if you're outside of range from the bridge, of course, you can tune in online. But I really want you to find a local church wherever you're at because God, his plan for his people is for those people to gather together and enjoy community. So I want you to do that this weekend. And otherwise, we'll look forward to seeing you again on Monday. <laughs>